This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. And we're going to talk about a really cool subject with a pretty cool guy living in New York. Uh, our guest today started in corporate restructuring and then had a, a pay-per-click agency working for others. And now it's really into business blogging and guest blogging, especially guest blogging that converts. And that happens to be the name of his new course. Cody Lister, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh and thank you to all the listeners that are joining us today. Yeah, awesome. So, Cody, uh, tell me a little bit about your journey into from corporate restructuring into internet marketing because I think it's it's a it's a more common journey than we know. Yeah, so uh, I, I would say that's right. It is it is a pretty common journey, and I see a lot of other uh, bloggers online that started out uh, in corporate. Uh, finance and then decided to quit their job altogether and either live the nomad lifestyle and travel the world because they couldn't stand being behind a cubicle anymore or uh, you know they they just one day have an epiphany and, and decide to uh, try their hand in marketing so uh, that's pretty much how I started out I had been um, managing some digital marketing for some of the companies that I worked for in uh, financial services. And so that just naturally led to my wanting to um, start an agency managing pay-per-click ads for small businesses. Uh, And I got certified as as a Google partner agency and just started trying to find uh, leads and, and taking it from there. And then I've been um, working my way to transition towards just exclusively blogging so I can reach more people and uh, guest blogging in order to um, build my presence and uh, make connections with people online. So in case someone doesn't know, um, what is guest blogging? So guest blogging is just... Um, you're writing an article and submitting it as a contribution to another top website. And the benefits from that is that you can get uh, traffic back to your site through the link in, in your bio, or if you suggest the link throughout your article uh, back to your site, um, you know, get these free resources on my site uh, and also allows you to build your presence with, um, the people running that blog and um, it's seen as you end up getting seen as an influencer in your industry or the go-to expert as you keep doing it. It's the same benefits, I guess, as being on podcasts. You get um, you get to be featured to other people's audiences and you also get to bring value to that audience. Awesome. And, um, and yeah, the sharing audience is, is super important because we we think that it that the one blog or the thing that we read that everyone 
around us reads that that everyone knows about it and and that's so not true these days there's there's no one place that people get get information anymore um how how do you decide where to guest blog so uh and this is something i talk about in my course is um i break it down to well first what uh what niche are you focused on? And then from there, um, what blogs get, you know, the most comments, the most engagement in your industry. And, and you can use a tool like Alexa, uh, com to look at the rankings of blogs within your industry and see, you know, which ones are in the top, uh, 50,000, you know, 50,000 or 20,000 or 10,000 on Alexa, and then combine that with looking at the comments, the, the average comment count of, uh, of the blog posts that are being published on that blog to get a sense of where you should be publishing, but also whether they actually accept uh, guest posts. Um, and they usually, uh, so ha- I would say 70% of the time they have, um, the, the requirements for guest blogging on their site and then the remaining 30, they may be more exclusive and they won't share that information. And so you have to kind of finagle your way in the door or try to get your way in the door with them, um, with the editor of that site by reaching out with an email or getting an introduction from one of your uh, acquaintances in order to get featured on that blog. Awesome. And so... I'm I'm sure there's people listening right now that are excited because there's people wondering they want to do all the stuff you mentioned with guest blogging. So tell me real quick how, how if someone wanted to get that get your course, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so um it's going to be made available at guestbloggingthatconverts.com and also if you just uh go back to my website and the people that are signed up for my list will be able to uh, I will be um sending out emails in advance of the upcoming launch on uh, April 1st uh, for guest blogging that converts. Um, And uh, yeah, I also share a lot of advice about guest blogging on my blog and I'll be dripping out more uh, about that um, in the weeks uh, going forward. But also another good blog um, that is worth checking out is uh, John Morrow's blog, uh, called uh, Boost Blog Traffic, and he has a, a guest blogging course as well. But it's the difference between uh, the one that I'm focused on and and his is is the fact that mine's focused specifically on how to get um, conversions, so email subscribers, and grow your list through guest blogging. Um, because uh, t- today it's harder than ever to get. Uh, your email list to grow as a result of guest blogging because people have byline blindness or author line blindness where they don't really look at the links and, you know, of guest authors on blogs anymore and click on them. So there's things that you can do to really improve the conversions back to your site from guest blogging. And that's really what my course focuses on. Awesome. Did you come up with that, that term author blindness? I've never heard it before. Yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> uh, you just made that up? Yeah. Awesome. We did it. 
We made up a term here. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. That's a fantastic point. That's a big, big point that people need to know before going out there and, and guest blogging is that, you know, you, you have to do stuff to make people aware of you as well. Um, and it, that's that's really, really important for people to understand. Um, and if anyone wants to get those stuff, it'll all be in the show notes. You can just click on there at goodironggarlic.com. Uh, we'll make sure that we'll give you links to all that stuff. Um, you know, and what did you find, you know, now that you've looked back on your journey and you're like, if you could do, if you were starting right now and you left corporate finance and you're talking to someone that just did that, would you tell them to go out and do guest blogging? What, what would you tell them to do first? Uh, I would recommend that uh, you find some recurring revenue first, um, which is exactly why I, I started off just trying to find pay-per-click clients because I knew that if I had recurring revenue, then I could do whatever I want, uh, essentially, and it gives you the flexibility. I think a lot of times I, I have seen other people who will just start out blogging, guest blogging, and don't have any um, stable recurring revenue. And so as a result, you don't see them guest blogging after about a year or about you know three months. They may have a real uh, strong um, presence on a bunch of blogs and then suddenly fall off the earth because uh, they had to go back into working for the man and didn't have uh, enough money you know saved up or recurring revenue coming in the door in order to support their blogging venture and I think that's really key if you're going to start out blogging is to first um, offer services on your blog um, you know whether it's uh, you know helping coaching people or uh, consulting clients in a form of digital marketing whether it's SEO or or you know, helping other people get featured on guest blogs or um, pay-per-click management. Um, I would just do that first. And then uh, once you feel comfortable, then work on more, more heavily on blogging and guest blogging. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point too, because a lot of people I've seen that before, they're like, Oh, I'm just going to make money from the internet. And (laughs) (laughs) I, I, it's funny though. Because I've talked to those people and they know, you know, they they know kind of what I do, um, you know. Even though I, I put it all out there, they just don't understand because they haven't had a need for it. And they're like, "Well, I'm going to go make money on the internet." And I'm like, "Okay, don't do that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, "No, no, no." I, I read this thing. I'm like, "Yes, I know you saw the guy with the Ferrari on the beach, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's not that's not real." <laughs> uh but yeah, but you know uh, pretty- <laughs> um uh it was funny i saw I, I was at a um event last week with a bunch of top marketers and this one guy did some crazy he, he had some like crazy techniques and, and i mean like stuff that I, I was blown away by and i thought i knew everything and or i knew a lot and you know usually when you see stuff it's like marginally better I mean, and not yeah. a bad margin. It's just like, hey, that one extra technique is going to put you over the edge. But this guy was just so far over the top. But then his first slide was, this guy's a douchebag. And it showed a picture of the guy on the beach with, uh, you know, with the computer making millions. He's like, that just doesn't <laughs> exist. And you got to work. And, and you got to have a plan in place. But when you talk about 
coming back to the guest blogging thing, what was cool, we talked about a little bit before the show, is Gary Vaynerchuk, who's probably one of the best social media marketers out there and definitely one of the most successful, said that guest blogging was huge. And he said, he told all these guys, like, start doing it, start doing it, start doing it. So I'm really, now he's got me even more excited about guest blogging that converts. Who should, at, at what point should you be doing guest blogging and who should be doing it? So once you've built your foundation uh, for your own blog, and this is something that Neil Patel also recommends, some people, uh, so there's some differences between, I guess, John Morrow's uh, perspective and Neil Patel's perspective. Um, and Neil Patel suggests you build your foundation first. And I really believe that too. And so by building your foundation, you plant the content seed on your own blog. You um, do something called reverse guest blogging. So inviting other people to blog on your site as guest bloggers first. Um, and really um, leverage the power of other people's content uh, in order and create a high converting blog before you and create your pillar content before you go out there um, pitching uh, blogs to guest posts for because having that pillar content on your site and and already knowing that your blog is going to convert well. Um, will ensure that once you're actually getting out there that people will be signing up for your list because you'll actually have content uh, content base or library on your site that's worthwhile to the audience that you're talking to. Awesome. That's that's a great another great point. Um, and for those that aren't listening Neil Patel is also uh, or that don't know who Neil Patel is, not for those who aren't listening but those who are listening and don't know who Neil Patel is. Um, he, I mean, he's he's done pretty well with SEO. Started Kiss Metrics. The guy's a genius as well and a hard worker. Um, and th- so that's great advice. You know, when you say converting, what does conversion mean to you at this point? And what does conversion mean in, in guest blogging? Uh, conversion in. To me, and in guest blogging, really is about well, converting to me could be getting sales, um, you know, from new clients, but also getting people to opt into my email list. Uh, so, the, the biggest goal, I guess, of guest blogging for me is to build my email list, uh, and then the second goal is also to build the relationships with people, or vice versa, um, and so to get people to convert. Um, I mean, getting people to read your article, really get a lot of value out of what you wrote and then come back to your site. Um, because they're just so blown away by the value that you offered, um, that blog's audience that they want to just learn, you know, they want to stay in touch with you and learn more about the things that you're doing. So they opt into your email list or you give them a, a, what's called a content upgrade or, or a bonus uh, for the blog post that is really enticing and gets them to uh, go to your landing page specific to that blog that you set up and opt into your email list to get the the bonus that you're offering for that blog post. Um, so for me, it's, it's just about converting into email subscribers and from there potentially nurturing them into customers down the line. Awesome. Yeah. 
and and that's a that's a big one and then and keeping out the email list now when when you're looking um when you're writing these guest blog posts um uh, you know how do you continuously provide value to different audiences <laughs> uh it can get hard um because a lot of top blogs have already covered so much ground uh with their posts already uh, for years. So you have to look at what they've done already um, and then look at what their competition is doing. So you can use a tool like buzzsumo.com to look at the competition of the blogs that are the competing blogs of the blog that you are targeting to write a guest post for and see what uh, content the competing blogs have published that the blog that you're targeting hasn't already covered or also you can look at the blog that you're wanting to target and then look at topics that they've already written about and see how you can go uh, far beyond the topic that was already written about and expand on that. That's a great idea. That's a really, really good idea. Um, so what, um, what industries can benefit from guest blogging? Uh, I would say all industries. Uh, there's, but I would uh, more specifically, um, internet marketing obviously can benefit from it. Food bloggers can benefit from it. Um, I, I had a client recently that was in the laundry equipment uh, manufacturing industry and they were interested in guest blogging. So I, I think most, if not all industries can benefit from it. Um, it just really depends on whether you're going to um, plan out a guest blogging strategy and really execute on it or not. So are you going to put in the effort to, to really do it full-fledged because if not, then don't do it. It's not really worth it to just write once on on one blog and you'll never be seen again. The goal is to inundate as many blogs as possible with your ideas and and share that with many different audiences within your within your niche and even beyond that and work your way up the guest blogging totem pole. So when you're guest blogging, you want to um, start out on the, uh, I guess, like, tier two blogs, the ones that um, aren't Forbes or Huffington Post, but are, you know, within your niche and, you know, can really benefit from, you know, new up and coming guest bloggers. Um, So target those first and then work your way up the totem pole uh, to, you know, Forbes or Huffington Post entrepreneur. Very cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Don't, don't go for don't go for the jugular for the big ones first. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do. Like, I'm going to start guest blogging. HuffPost, I got a great idea. <laughs> yeah, well, and they probably won't even, they'll just delete it uh, a lot of times because most of the time they want, I, mean, I don't know about the Huffington Post, they may be more receptive, but but definitely Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., those types of uh, magazines really expect that you have an existing uh, um, database or repertoire of 
guest posts that you've written in the past that you can bring, you know, that, that, that assure them that what you're going to write is, and when the editors are working with you is really, really high value and, um, succinct to the point and, and, you know, is a good form of writing that they can share with their audience. They're not just going to publish anyone. And, and I think that's why going after Forbes off the, from the get go isn't even something to consider. I would really start with the smaller blogs in your, in your vertical and then work your way up. Great, great advice. Great advice. Um, so I've got. I'm going to ask some selfish questions because I, we, you know, Authentic Web. We we focus on video and not only the the production of the video and the different types of video, but the distribution of the of video to the proper sources. So I, I see guest blogging and video kind of coming together. It makes sense to me. Have you seen it? Have you seen that happen? Can that work? Can, you know, I, I know. I mean, podcasting. We have guest podcasts, but have you seen it on the video side? Uh, well, I've seen. Uh, so I've seen uh, bloggers like Brian Harris um, of Video Fruit use um, video in order to land guest posts. So he created explainer videos for different uh, blogs and he was able to get on HubSpot and some other big inbound marketing blogs uh via his uh, videos that he created and contributed. And that happens rarely, but it does happen. Uh, and then there's also, you know, you can get featured on other people's video shows like, you know, Gary Vee's show and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, I, I, I'm not really well versed in getting on other people's video shows as much, but, but yeah. I definitely, you can, you can, uh, contribute videos to people's uh, blogs um, they just have to be really compelling cool awesome um, and I think that's what it's all about right be having something that's compelling something that's highly valuable um, is there any secret sauce that you know you found I know we've talked about like find something that's valuable to the blog but valuable to to a specific person, you know, we, we talk about, you know, providing value, 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 but you know, how do you determine what's valuable to your ideal customer, your ideal client? Like, you know, guest blogging that converts, maybe people don't know about guest blogging. So what are you, what kind of content are you putting out there to drive them to learn more about guest blogging? Yeah. So, um, to attract your ideal audience, uh, when you're writing blog posts, you really have to uh, think about well first what what is this uh, what is the um, core driver of the site you're going to uh, that you want to get blog for. So what's the core driver of the revenue, for example? Um, you, you know, for uh, I got on Kissmetrics blog about a week or two ago. Awesome. And, yeah, and the key driver for them is selling their product kiss metrics. And, and that's something you should keep in mind when you're, when you're blogging for, for another blog is, you know, is there an underlying motive for them maintaining that blog? They're not just, you know, paying people to run their blog for the sake of running their blog. They're wanting to get more inbound leads for their site. So, you know, what types of topics do they really want to speak to? speak about on their blog and and the thing i wrote about what, what is, uh, um, 
more trial users is not startups growth um, because I also have some uh, software as a service uh, background as well. Okay. So, um, you know, that, that topic related specifically to Kissmetrics because Kissmetrics is uh, targeting SaaS marketers, uh, software as a service marketers and trial users is something that SaaS marketers come across all the time. And, and they had some talk about that in the past, but but the key is really to come up with a topic that is the opposite almost of what people would expect if you want to get attention. So, for example, most people would expect that trial users are important for startup growth. And I worked for a startup where they were so uh, hung up on getting trial users, but they didn't really care what happened after that. So um, that was a, a lesson for me that I actually used to write this post. And I found, I find that the posts that I write that are most compelling are the ones where I'm taking real life lessons. I'm not just aggregating other people's ideas that I haven't tested myself. So if you want to really deliver value to another audience, it helps that you've actually applied these ideas before, before you start writing, you know, about these ideas, um, which some, guest authors will just write about other people's ideas and feature them, which is a technique as well. But I, I really prefer writing about my own experiences and, you know, trying to find a blog that really fits so that I can speak to those experiences uh, to their audience. Um, yeah. That, I think you, you hit a great point there and that speaking to your own experience. And if you don't have the experience, go out and get that experience. But we all have some experience, Right. Um, and that, that's a great point. I've talked to Ryan Dice about that before and we called it, you know, we said logical lies and there's a lot of marketers out there writing about logical lies, but I think in the end it ends up kind of biting you in the butt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because people can read right through it. Other marketers in your industry are, are going to just be like this, this person doesn't know, or other people in your industry will just be like, this person doesn't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. So it doesn't really get you a good reputation. The idea is to get the influencers and other people in your industry to also pay attention to what you're doing and seeing your name everywhere and, and seeing how much value you're providing in your content. That really is going to build up your reputation as a go-to expert in your industry, which can lead to, you know down the road to easier to get speed opportunities and uh, you know interviews and lots of other things you know getting other blogs that are top blogs wanting to feature you on your on their blog so after I wrote my kiss metrics post then the uh, content marketer for conversion Excel reached out and he wanted me to write for them and and that kept going on and you get a lot of people thanking you and joining your email list who are CEOs of top companies and stuff like that uh, just because they find that what you're uh, giving is is actually valuable and really speaks to something that they've also experienced before so they can tell whether you've what you're writing is, is legitimate or not uh, because you know if they've been doing it for years they can read right through it Wow, that's such so good. That that's great, and it, it it's fantastic too. Because I think you know when I think of this, and I think of authentic webs clients. We have a lot of B two B clients, and they don't understand digital marketing that much, and but they have a lot of expertise, and so that that guest blogging for them is such an opportunity that um, 
especially if you're just getting into the world of internet marketing, but you have a lot of expertise in a certain field, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's right. Is, is B2B a lot of times they don't even, uh, they, they may not even understand the benefits of guest blogging off the bat because they've never really thought about it before. Um, you know, they, it's just nothing they've needed to do. And the thing is, it's the, it could be the difference between their, you know, um, just growing at the same organic pace they've been growing or really, um, create like this, um, avalanche of, um, people that are taking an interest in what they're doing. And even if it's for, as an example, the, I uh, referred a client to Conversion XL um, maybe a few months ago because I knew that the client was going to um, that the client would really benefit from landing pages that were designed by Conversion XL and and Conversion XL is pretty expensive and uh, but they're go to experts in their industry and the way that I know this is because Peep Laja, the founder of Conversion Excel, has guest blogged on other top blogs many times and they run one of the most popular uh, blogs in the world devoted to conversion rate optimization. So it was through their blog and guest posts that I got aware, uh, you know, gained awareness of them and as a result, you know, a few years down the line, I referred a client to them, you know, which is it wasn't huge, but think think about that multiplied across many different people around the world who, you know, aren't necessarily going to be the purchaser of stuff from you directly, but may tell someone else that, you know, or may know someone who could benefit from, you know, your your industry expertise and, and your services. And so with blogging and guest blogging, you, you really get the word out there and it, it can be indirect a lot of times, but, but it does happen. And so there's definitely a benefit to it. Love it. And it has a long-term benefit. I mean, it, it besides short-term benefits of being featured on the blog and that day going out, like you said, it's years later, it's still, those blog posts are still yielding dollars for them. That's, I mean, an amazing investment. I mean, don't you wish you could spend five thousand dollars and know that you're going to get a return on your investment for perpetuity <laughs> yeah and and you look at copy blogger you look at um laura Roder's lkr social media um which she doesn't still update but she did for uh many years she ran uh, lkr social media um which transitioned into her eventually running meet edgar you look at peep logic and um Conversion XL. There's just a lot of different examples of sites that you know started out as just purely blogs, and then you know were able to transition into uh, you know seven figure or multi seven figure companies just as a result of blogging. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, I wish we had more time, but I've got to go start guest blogging right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, Cody, thanks so much for telling us so much about this. I, th- it's been great. I think it's an incredible resource. Um, guest blogging that converts.com and your site again was, uh, market doc, Awesome. And if you all want to work with Cody, which I'm sure a lot of you do definitely go to those, take the course first to realize that. Um, guest blogging can be done and then if you really want to talk to a super incredible expert 
or you can probably reach out to Cody. He might might talk to you, but I'm thinking he'll be too busy. Um, <laughs> uh, Cody, so I just have a few more questions. I always ask my listener or my my guests. Um, uh, what you know? What's the book that you've read that has influenced you the most, or the one that you've re- read lately that you've found most eye opening? Um. So. One that I highly recommend is um, the Content Marketing Playbook by Sujin Patel and Rob Warmly. Um, I ended up reading that uh, last summer in Corsica, but it was it was really eye opening for me, and it wasn't the last book I've read. Um, but uh, I found that it was really eye opening for me because it talks about content promotion and it talks about um, you know what's involved in in the content marketing uh, process and you know how to do it effectively and I thought it was one of the best books on that. There's other ones like Content Inc., uh, but I really felt that Content Marketing Playbook uh, hit the nail on the head. Very cool. Uh, definitely, we'll get be picking that one up. And what's your favorite quote? Um, so my favorite quote is, uh, he who lives by the crystal ball will eat shattered glass. Um, <laughs> it's, it's by, um, hedge fund manager, Ray Dalio. Uh-huh. Uh, so essentially don't let the world, uh, dictate your outcome, take control of your outcome by planning and executing. That's kind of how I view that quote. Love that. That that's cool. I've never heard that quote before, but that's that's a really that's a powerful image too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talk a lot about mindset, and you know we've talked about you know some tactics, but I, you know on the show marketing and mindset is is so crucial. Like you talked about, you, make sure you have expertise before you go into something and start writing about it, or have and talking about your your um, story and and things you've actually accomplished. But what mindset are you working on right now, personally? Um. So the mindset that I'm working on is to um be even more rigorous about planning and to get into the habit of planning out, you know, the next year. Um, and you see a lot of, uh, top bloggers who sell courses and stuff like that. And they plan out like uh, Tony Robbins, for example, those guys, they plan out the next year, two years with a team, but just getting into the habit of, and the mode of planning, uh, far in advance, as opposed to flying by the seat of my pants or, uh, is really something that I'm trying to get into is the mindset. And I think it's hard, especially when you're running a small business and just starting out bootstrapping. Uh, you know, you don't really have much control over what's happening the next day. Uh, you do, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You can you, you can take proactive measures to achieve things, but at the same time, you don't really know you know, exactly what's going to happen the next day. And I think it's until you hit that seven figure threshold or, or beyond that, then you get the luxury of being able to plan everything out and, you know, uh, or at least have more time to be able to do that and be able to predict what's going to happen. Like, you know, three months down the line, six months down the line in terms of profitability, in terms of products that you're releasing that will be valuable. But I think that's that's one. And then also um, making sure I'm constantly writing as much as possible. So I, I would recommend uh, starting with no less than 250 words per day. And I right now I'm writing uh, between 1,000 and 2,000 words per day every single day. That's awesome. The writing, I, I've found... 
writing is so crucial to just your thought process. Yeah. I mean, developing your ideas, it's amazing what comes out. And I'm sure you, you've read uh, The War of Art and uh, by Stephen Pressfield. Have you, yeah. 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 And, you know, what I think I love about it is when he talks about, yeah, yeah, you're writing for content, you're writing to provide value, but, you know, chasing chasing the hair and getting out there and you're like, you you, know, you don't know what you're going to find out writing. And that's the coolest part, I think, about writing every day. I think that's an incredible habit to develop. Uh, yeah, I'm, I lied. I'm going to ask you another question because <laughs> I, I, li- I really like this topic. And um, do you write – when you say you write that much every day, what are you writing? Are you varying it? Because I know you have a content plan, but are you sometimes just writing to write? Yeah. Um, so I would say I don't have as much of a content plan as you would expect. Um uh, and, and there are other top bloggers out there that don't as well. Um, for example, I know that Brian Harris, uh, he, he writes like, you know, 10,000 word blog posts and he's become a really popular blogger, but he has no content plan. So that was one thing he wanted to focus on this year. Um, but yes, I do have content ideas in the pipeline that I write down and Evernote and keep track of. But any uh, given day, I just, um, you know, s- it really depends on the day. Someday I'm just like, I don't want to write about that topic. So I, I just start writing about something else um, and, you know, just start going, you know, fr- freestyling uh, my writing and, you know, going from there. But I usually start with some type of outline, just basic, you know, this is the title of what I'm writing, for example. And this is the, here are some of the subheads that I want to cover. Because if I do that, then I know that I'll actually stay focused on my writing and, and, and go down a path without just, you know, rambling on, which is cool too. Um, you know, it's just not, it's not my style. Cool. Awesome. Cody, this has been incredible. So much valuable information. Uh, everyone, guest blogging that converts.com. Go check it out. Download it. I think everyone should know about guest blogging and and know the basics at least of how to do it. And and the fact that you have a course that converts is phenomenal. Uh, Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening and taking Cody and I on your journey. Uh, This is Ian Garland, CEO of Authentic Web.